Woo! All right. Cool. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Film House, joined by Bruce and John. How you guys doing? Hey! Hello! So this right. is brought to you by Blue Apron, where you can get three free meals for free using our special promo code. We'll hear more about that later. But first, let's talk about some movie stuff. What would you guys rather talk about first? The It film, mm -hmm. which is called It, I guess Stephen King's It, that mm -hmm. helps it in this whole search engine, or mm -hmm. uh, the Star Wars news. Let's talk about It. All right. I haven't seen It yet, and I'm re actually really curious... Because I love Stephen King. I've read a lot of Stephen King novels, but I've never read it, never okay. seen it, never seen the classic. You didn't see the 1991? No, I never did. Because How old were you when you watched that, John? Uh, I think about four. Yeah. I was what? Like, I, I was like six or seven years old. See, yeah. I don't... I, so no, I wait, don't, no. Holy shit. No, I couldn't have been, because I was born in 1985. And it came out in 1990, and I yeah. watched it on TV, so I was five years old. Are we doing, oh, wow. are we doing spoilers in this or no? I, so the th it's, it's, it's been totally a week. Fine. It's been a week. I actually don't mind. I want this spoiled for me, because I hate scary movies. Oh, like, okay. Especially movies like this that I know will scare the shit out of me. And like last night, I was like, "Should I go see it by myself?" No, don't, don't go by <laughs> and, yourself. And I was like, "No, I'm not gonna go see it by myself because I didn't want to go see it by myself, get scared shitless, and then go home and, and like sit in my bed." You know? Yeah, because that's um, not at all. What and I you have that do. huge clown collection in your room. <laughs> I so. do, but they're, they're nice clowns. Yeah. So uh, real quick, as of September 10th, mm. uh, we recorded this one on the 12th. Uh, the movie, A Hard R, uh, it's a very scary movie. It had a production budget of $35 million and has made $123 million domestically and $189 million worldwide. Um, it's a success, it was, uh, which means like, it is getting a sequel. It was the biggest. Was it one of the biggest hard R openings Yeah, I think ever? it... it uh, I guess we to stop saying hard R. I think I saw that on, on <laughs> the... True. At the end of Friday, it was only like a million and a half away from... Beating the record for best horror. Oh, okay. Like uh, best, best weekend. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Now, uh, as always, I just want to indicate that just because a movie makes a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Of course. Uh, this is one of the few cases where I believe the movie is good and it made a lot of money and it deserved the success that it got. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I attribute a lot of that to the source material. Bruce, I'm with you. Stephen King writes some amazing stuff. Highly recommend you check out his, his large catalog, including It, The Stand. Dark Tower series. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, and I, I read Under the Dome and like all, like, I, honestly, Stephen King is, even though he's written 80 novels and everybody says he's a hack, I, he's a very prolific author. Way more than 80. Who's, uh, yeah, I know, right? Who's, who's written a lot of uh, books and television shows and movies. And so obviously there is some appeal in what he does. Um, regardless, can you explain to me the story of it? Yes. So, so that I am not as scared when I see the film. All right. Um, well, see, that's the trick, Bruce, uh -huh. is you can't be scared. Okay. That's the whole thing is that this thing – I mean, are we going full spoilers here? We'll go full spoilers, but I think – I think you should. I, I, okay. It's one of those movies, actually, it's pretty interesting because there is a bit of lore to the to the universe of it. I guess all Stephen King stuff. Yeah. Actually, you read Dark Tower, so it is – have. It's included in that universe. Right, right, yeah. uh, spoilers for audio listeners uh, or anyone listening, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're just going to full-on spoil it. Um, yeah. But I'm going to try to leave some of the juicy parts for you without getting into full descriptors because I actually really think you should check this movie out. Uh, no, I really want to. Like, I just don't want to go by myself. So this thing <laughs> this thing it. feeds <laughs> off of fear. Okay. That's basically um, – it's like that uh, – <laughs> It's like that episode of X Files where it was like the cops parody where oh. they're going around and the thing that everyone saw was what scared them the most. Yes, that's yeah. how it is in this. Well, that's like the was it the well. Dementor in Harry Potter. It's the it's similar, the, yeah. It's the or oh, not the yeah. Dementor. It's or, the, there's another thing. It's the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called like a boggle. I always forget the name of it, but it takes the form of the thing that you're scared of the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, well, yeah, I guess, I guess real quick, uh, movie starts with Georgie. 
the uh, younger brother of Bill, mm-hmm. runs off, and uh, he is attacked by a clown in the sewer. Uh, gets his arm ripped off, gets dragged in, and for a year he's gone missing. They haven't been able to find him, but then you find out in this town of Derry, something more sinister going on, that kids go missing every year, like countless kids. And then uh, throughout the movie you start to discover there is a bit of a pattern uh, to what's oh. going on. And it has uh, this kind of sinister overtone that like the parents are sort of ignoring any of the bad dealings going on in the in the town. And one really cool thing about it, it takes place in the 80s. It takes place, I believe, in the year 1988 and then 89. Yeah. Uh, when the original novel actually took place in, I believe, the 50s and 60s. Oh, okay. So it's got yeah. kind of a Stranger Things vibe, it looks like. Absolutely. Yeah, they got yeah they got Finn Wolfhard, which, real cool name? name. Yeah, that's his name. Jeez. That's the kid from Stranger Things. He's in this, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's stuck in the 80s. Lean back. Lean back. Oh. Uh, relax. Relax. Uh, so um, You don't need to be close to the mic. It's fine. Oh, so all right. we, are, yeah. we are introduced to our... Uh, our gaggle of friends one year later after Georgie goes missing. And uh, this character, Bill, has been on the hunt for a year trying to find his brother in any oh. way, shape, or form. But he starts to notice that, like, other people go missing and people are already forgetting about his brother. So he's trying to get the help of his friends to find him. And he makes this connection that, oh, everything all, where all the kids go missing is connected to the sewer system. Well, um, uh... But they're all being individually haunted. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, Big Boy discovers it. Oh, I'm sorry, big boy. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. bad. A new kid moves into town. I forget his name. Um, I don't want to call him Chunk. <laughs> but he, I mean, you can just call him Chunk. It's he's, all right. He's not Chunk. <laughs> forget his name. Uh, he actually ends up he, he ends up becoming a cooler character if you watch the original 1990 series. He's the one who he's the fat kid who grows up to be John Ritter. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> no so, one's raising their hand. So what? Okay, all right. So well, I don't understand. If the, is it a ghost? No, I can spoil it for you. I mean, like, I want it spoiled real bad. Be- okay. So, all right, well, I mean, actually, okay, well, hold on, hold on. So don't uh, maybe not spoil it. I want to know if they kill it at the end. That's what I want to know. Uh, I would say that they don't. Definitive, no. It, it crawls away. <laughs> well, they they have a pretty good fight with it. Yeah, it, it being the monster, they fuck and it up. So yeah, here, here's the fun. That's thing, what I want. Here's the fun thing about it, and I think this is actually where the movie. Uh, so forget we're reviewing a movie here. Um, where the movie actually shines is it takes the form of whatever you fear most. Right, right, right. But then, so a lot of kids are scared of clowns, and he sort of he is this perpetual clown, but he also becomes a leper at one point, which is totally frightening. Uh, he, he's a headless child running around. So you can fight it, though. It's a thing that you can. You fight. can, but the thing is, it preys on children because children are more easily afraid. Oh, yes. So yeah. it's sort of one of the things all the kids sort of discover, and that when they they man up. Uh, and they they face it together. They realize that it has less power. And oh, that's how I they want can to see it. Yeah, you should see it. it no, I really want so to see it. So here's the thing: the movie is actually described as a horror film, and I would say it's more of like a dark fantasy. Oh, okay. It yeah. feels like I saw someone describe it that way. I think I was reading through like the Reddit post, and I, I very much agree. Uh, and Stephen King's pretty good at this, as we've seen with like Stephen King and or not Stephen King, uh, The Dark Tower and um, Eyes stuff? of the Dragon. Is that the one? I don't know. Green Eye Dragon, Dragon One. I haven't read it actually. It's a fantasy. Blue novel. Eyes White Dragon. But yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, because the character Pennywise is actually kind of a fantasy creature. He it has a very Lovecraftian feel when you sort of discover his origin. I can spoil the whole thing. I mean, you don't have to. A lot of Stephen King is like that though. Like Dreamcatchers like that with obviously with aliens. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Um, but uh, but no, that, I mean, no one gives a shit about Dreamcatcher. <laughs> I know. I know. But dream, see, Dreamcatcher. I was one of the first things I saw Stephen King. Uh, in terms of like an adapted movie, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really cool because what Stephen King does is he takes this kind of a kind of a pretty cliche concept like, 
oh, like these kids have powers. We've seen that a hundred times. Sure. And they're like, well, wait a minute, why do they have powers? It's like, because of aliens. And then they have to fight the aliens at the end. That's what I've always liked about Stephen King is that he adds three or four different, they're not twists, they're just uh, plot devices that you, yeah. you wouldn't expect would come up. And so that's why I should just mm -hmm. trust that this movie's good. Um, because I I would like to see what happens, but man, it looks so fucking scary. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's frightening. Yeah, there. You know, normally I'm not like uh, I don't shit my pants at horror movies, <laughs> but there were some sequences in this that were pretty trippy. Like I don't know. Uh, like I was just more just entertained by it the entire sure, time. Sure. I wasn't like screaming and jumping out of my seat, but there were some really really cool sequences. Um. That one where you see him in the fridge when he climbs out of that fridge. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaky. I mean, well, I, I'm just seeing the trailer. Yeah. Freaking me out. Well, the uh, so the kids who band together, the Losers Club, it's seven kids. I'm going to get the number wrong. But yeah. uh, either way, so it's a group of friends. The way that works and the way it's because it's being adapted from a book, um, it actually benefits uh, from that, I feel like, because you follow each character mm -hmm. and how they're being individually terrorized. Okay. And yeah. like, it's really cool. That because It's almost like every scene is... All right, what's this kid gonna see? Got oh it. shit! Yeah. What's it? And so it's just scary moment to scary moment to scary moment, and some of the moments don't even include um, being freaked out by a psychological, you know, a, a psychological fear. Sometimes it's just the bullies, sure, terrifying the children. And actually, uh, one of the scariest moments has to deal with the character Beverly, who is has a very rapey father. Oh shit! And holy Ugh. shit, is that probably not the scariest thing in this entire film? Oh man! Um, for those who. I haven't seen it. I'm sorry, but there's a rapey father. Is there anything bad about this movie that you guys can say? Mm. Is it cheesy? Kind of uh, cheesy a little bit. Are the special effects bad? No, no. I um, no. I I mean I I enjoyed it the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like all the characters. Um, the the Jewish kid was the only actor who I like wasn't jazzed on that guy. Mm -hmm. But that's because of your bigotry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like. Um, Eddie and uh, Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> nice. You just like saying yeah. <laughs> You wish that you had his name. Um, the the one kid, Eddie, he like stood out as just my favorite part of the whole movie. He's a little like hypochondriac. Yeah. <laughs> That's him right there. And just like every line he has is just delivered so well. Oh, God. He's I was like, this is so scary. Like, like Stranger Things, actually, um, which Stranger Things was very much influenced by things like Stephen King novels course, yeah. and other 80s. So it's sort of like, it, it's, it is just sort of a circle. That's, yeah. yeah, it's all influencing each other. Uh, not one stole from the other. And I believe this movie was in development for a very long time. I actually have some fun stories about that. Um, but the, the, the two challenges, or the same challenge presented itself in both Stranger Things, and it was child actors suck. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've seen usually countless do. movies yeah, usually where the child do. actor is either looking at the camera or just oblivious to what's going on, and that's usually because they're a child, right? And they right. don't know how to act. Yeah. Uh, they somehow got a pretty damn good cast. I would say um, some of the child actors are okay, um, but like I give them a seven point five, which okay, is that's not still bad. better yeah. than a hundred percent of the the films out there. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So uh, bravo to the uh, the directors and producers and the caster the casting director who uh, picked. The kids, because they're actually, like you said, Eddie is a standout. Uh, the character, Mike Wolfhard, what's his name? Finn? Finn, Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> Sweet name. Who directed it? Uh, so I forget the uh, the, the uh, director's name. name, but he's the guy who directed Mama, which is the film I never saw, which actually I want to go back and check out now. I, th yeah, I, I think I ended up, 
I was thinking about it more after lunch when we talked about it. I think I ended up seeing that movie, and it was really scary and creepy. Um, and it, I just didn't. Again, I don't. I don't go for horror films typically because usually they have like a really sad ending. So it's like it's really scary the whole time, and then they die at the end. And I'm always like, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if I really want to see that. But Stephen King typically will have some sort oh, no, of no, it, it revenge is, tale. It, it is a. It's like a fantasy. It's a bunch of kids getting together and they fight the monster. Yeah. And yeah. they band together and they they do change something from the show and the novel. Uh, that I saw it. Red Letter Media had an issue with it, and I, the more I thought about it, I didn't really have too much of an issue. But the female character Beverly gets kidnapped by Pennywise, and she's used as sort of a plot device to move the story forward. So all the kids have to go fight the monster. Oh, that's not originally from the because I yeah Native. when that happened I was like that seems a little cliche, but I was like oh it's from a book from the eighties or whatever. Yeah, I but the, yeah I don't I don't think it was originally that they just all really they decide like an adventure group that we need to go kill the monster yeah, of course and they ch it, they change it a little bit but yeah it's um i mean that's the weakest part well that's what <laughs> stephen king likes to do that with under the dome i like i read the book read the whole book it's a really big book mm -hmm. and uh it's got some really good twists and plot devices in it and i watched a show and it was entirely different oh, and it man. wasn't and it wasn't very good <laughs> um, stephen king usually is known for his kind of meh endings yes yeah and this is. one this one had a more it felt stronger all felt the way satisfying. through. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I felt good afterwards. I actually had a little, a few little nightmares. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. Not okay. of the movie, but like my brain was in scared mode. Yeah. Uh, because of that, and that's good. Very few movies have actually done that to me, so I, I give it props for that. And the one thing we're actually not really talking about, and they don't show much of it in the trailer. I'm really glad they didn't. Was uh, the actor Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise the Clown, did a fantastic job. Yeah, um, he he, he had, I'll show you what he had to live up to. It was frightening. Uh, did, did it need a reboot? You think? Did it need? A yes. Uh, yeah the the '90s one. Um, pretty much what I've heard from everybody who like rewatched it, preparing yeah. for this film, it does not stand up. Okay. Oh no, it's garbage. Um, in in the nicest way possible. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's Tim up. Curry's great, but oh yeah, Tim Curry's the, yeah, yeah he right. was he yeah. was the best part, and he he is this very um. Here, I'll, I'll play a clip here. But he's very... Like, this is frightening. <laughs> he, yeah, he's frightening in, like, a funny way. Yeah. Oh. Come on, bucko. Yeah, Don't he's frightening in a funny way, but not in a scary way. Yeah. And, like, the music was a little haunting. It, it feels like a, uh, a well-produced episode of uh, Alone in the Dark. Or, very wise. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh, oh yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was super low-budget, and the, uh, the source of material is very dark. Yeah. yeah. Stan. Stan's the same way. Stan, Stan's a great story, but it's really cheesy if you've seen that miniseries. Mm -hmm. Man, is it cheesy and not and not good in terms yeah. of special effects. Yeah, the stand hasn't but, held up well. No, but the story itself is, is great. Here, I'll play some classic It <laughs> while we're we're here. Oh, but yeah. Gosh, I hate it. No, there, there was definitely... I, I remember growing up watching this, and it is probably a nostalgia thing of, oh man, this stuff freaks me out. Mm -hmm. It's scary. Yeah. And it shouldn't. See, I never saw this when I was a kid because it scared me too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if it was ever on TV, I would just not watch it. You just run um, out of the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I was young. Well, ah! So there's there's one uh, big controversial moment in the book, and they obviously didn't do it in the series, and people thought they were going to do it in the movie. Uh, but So there's a scene after they defeat it in the novel. There's a part where they get lost in the sewer, and the kids are trying to find their way out. And the character Beverly realizes um, we need to basically become adults. And so all the kids run a train on her. Uh, they what basically the? each individually have sex with her. I heard about this. And then that causes them to become adults, and then they can find their way out. And that's sort of 
that was Stephen King's way of writing about like the loss of innocence. Oh, um, I see. Yeah. And he's kind of come out and defended it in certain ways. Yada yada. And people are like, I can't believe they didn't put that in the movie. It's like, I'm okay <laughs> with it not being there. Yeah, and that's weird. Uh, Stephen King even had a, a good point where he's like, no one seems to have an issue with the child murders, but uh, they get a little weird when. Uh, huh. Kids are having sex in a dirty sewer. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm more concerned about you know, are you don't get diseases down there, kids. Like, you, you, you don't want to get. <laughs> you got to take it easy. Use protection. You don't want to get poo poo when you're in the sewer. JJ, yeah. <laughs> careful and multiple partners. Careful, girls. Um, <laughs> so that's that's a thing that didn't happen. But um, the uh, the production of the of it actually, I want to say, started in 2014 or longer. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to make this movie for a while, I didn't know that. and the script has gone through uh, multiple changes, which is pretty cool. Uh, and you can actually find them online. Oh, uh, there was a different director and writer associated with it, and they they ended up using a lot of their stuff, um, but they had a lot more of like Pennywise. They, there's a really cool scene where they have Pennywise in colonial times. This used to be scary. Oh to me. shit! That yeah. was re- kind of scary. That was pretty freaky. I didn't like that at all. I was waiting for that moment actually when he's getting dragged into the little tunnel thing. It didn't happen. Ugh. Not in the yeah. Movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there. Uh, I highly recommend checking out some of the uh, some of the other stuff. But there's like a cool moment where it's like it's like a naked Pennywise in like uh, the 1500s, mm-hmm. and he's like he's like taking a child uh, in exchange for like letting a woman live, like an older woman. And that's sort of like to indicate that this creature has been part of this town for a very long time yeah, and so the he, town exists because he's there. Okay. Kind of right. cool. Um, there's yeah. A, there's some that was, stuff. that was another thing that I, I kind of liked about the movie. Uh, is that the, the whole town kind of seemed to be under the spell of Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. Like none of the adults realized what was happening. And a lot of them like, um, I mean, you see in the trailer where the car drives by and the balloon appears in the background, like they, they're basically all the adults are just kind of in this daze yeah, and don't notice all this bad shit happening. They're complicit. Yeah. 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 The idea too being that when you're a child, things are a lot more scary. Um, well, they are. You, uh, that's you, absolutely you, true. You know who actually did a really good job of that is there's an MGMT video. Um, I want to say it's the music video for kids mm-hmm. where it's the woman walking around with the baby and there's just monsters everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and that, that to me, I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty good. That That's sort of what Stephen King is doing where it's like, when you're young and you're looking up at everything, things seem a lot scarier. Of course. And you always remember them. Yeah. Like like us, watching the original 1990s it, I remember it being a lot scarier. Yeah. Because that's all we had. Um, but now I thought they did a pretty faithful update. Um, for And it, it definitely, it ends in a way where they go. There's going to be a sequel? Well, they basically just say chapter one at the end, which I thought was oh, cool. okay. Because I, I think they got a lot of early like buzz and they're like, yeah, I think this, this might do well. Did he write a sequel? So that's the thing is the original it novel is like fourteen hundred pages long. Oh yeah, yeah. So he it, loves doing that. He yeah, loves writing really well, long it, books. He basically wrote two books in one. So yeah. it's the kids, uh, they think or they assume they defeat Pennywise, but they say if he ever comes back, uh, because they pretty much figure out that it, this happens every twenty-seven to thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they say we will come, we will band together. Cool. And we'll do it. The thing is, what they don't really tell you, and they, they it's more in the novel, uh, that when you leave the town, you forget about it. You forget oh, it, and all right. And so when he comes oh, really? back, so when they when he comes back, their memories start to come back of it. And one of the characters, even you saw in the in this movie, but one of the characters kills himself because he's too afraid to go back. He can't handle the fear uh, that is uh, Pennywise. I love this part. Stephen King loves doing the uh, holding the wrong woman. Ugh. He goes, "Kiss me, fat boy." <laughs> <laughs> you can see him mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Tim Tim Curry did a did a great job. I guess for yeah for what he had to do, for right. what he had for the low budget, 
for what it was. It was frightening. Oh, and there was just a lot uh, – there's a lot more in the book that's just like, what the fuck? There's, I think someone gets their eyes sucked out by leeches. Cool. Um, he loves – Stephen King's – he also loves leeches. Yeah. There's or, a – It was in the uh, – what's it called? Stand By Me? I'm almost positive the, oh, book, yeah. the, the book opens up with a uh, homosexual man getting beat up and thrown over the bridge. And Pennywise is just, like waving at him. Holy shit. They're like, dear God. Like that's how the whole thing begins. Uh, in the original novel, not in the movie, obviously. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna read the book. Um, man, to kind of go back a little bit, although they didn't put in a child orgy, <laughs> um, they did. I was surprised by kind of just how much they were willing to do with kids, um, not sexually, uh, but like uh, Georgie gets his arm ripped off, and like you see full on like him crawling. Like down the road, just cool. missing an arm and like blood squirting out. And then at the end, um, awesome. Bill has like this cow killing gun, like with the nail. Oh, yeah. Um, and he does it to Georgie. And like, because it's, it's actually, he knows it's Pennywise, but it's, yeah. you know, on screen, it's him cow puncturing this kid so in the a, head. A child gets his arm ripped off and then he gets shot in the head. Yeah. It was like, holy yeah. shit. Well, like, I, you know, I, with all the kind of how safe people are try to be sometimes in current media like it was like holy shit well, so that, that was really you, you surprising saw, you saw a little bit in the 1990s version um where he grabs his arm and you see his teeth and then they describe it later an adult says yeah i heard they or i think it's either like yeah it's like a um a wing or uh, the, the wings got ripped off a fly Aww. and so you as as a five-year-old was like oh my god frightening yeah. in the movie they bites his arm, thing. rips it off, and the kid's crawling, and then this giant clown hand comes out from the sewer, grabs him, and pulls yeah. him in. Holy shit, that's and awesome. I was just like, <laughs> I, I remember sitting there going like, holy shit, that's worse than what I imagined yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. I, always, I always thought he just like ripped his arms off and pulled him in. It's like, they went fucking crazy yeah, okay. with it. Right. Yeah. So, right. what I what I, I guess, to kind of close out here, we can still talk about it. i got to do the ad read here in yeah. a sec, but um, they hit so many notes. Uh of the horror, which I, what I appreciate is the psychological stuff. And I, there are a few jump scares here and there, but there's just stuff where like, you're just kind of scared to look at the screen. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, the last movie, and I always cite this, but I feel like the last movie to really do that to me was the ring. Yeah. The, mm. the ring is frightening. When the oh girl's coming God. out of the TV, it is frightening. You, when, whenever you feel yourself backing up into something, yeah. that's good. Insidious, sinister, all yeah. these other movies. It's just, ah, like and I go, and I go, Oh, and I think, I think that's safe for people. Yeah. This sort of stuff. I feel like, is fucked up. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to know what happened. Like, basically, you're watching and you're like, please don't show me what happens. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. see what please, happens. But please then they take it away. further where they have the, the high school kids bullying you and they start, you know, accosting you with a knife. Yeah. yeah. That stuff scares that's the also, shit out of you. That's also me. really scary. Yeah. yeah brings back it's to real life. It's really scary. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we could talk, I could talk to you a little bit more about the origins of Pennywise and where they go with him. <laughs> and there's some really fun stuff anyway. But I do want to remind you guys that this episode of Filmhouse is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. That's this country, America. <laughs> Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Have you done it yet, John? I have not. We should do it sometime, you and I. Yeah, Adam says he wants to cook with you. He's been I, saying uh, it every okay. day. How about this? I'll get it. We'll take the meal over to Bruce's place. Yeah, you have to cook it over there so for I'll, me. I'll teach you I how to cook I cooked meals at Bruce. Bruce's place before. That's right, so. yeah. I'll sit at the dinner table with a fork and knife in my hand. <laughs> I like that. You just sit there with <laughs> Bang first. on it. Um... <laughs> The good thing too is that you can actually cook the meals pretty quick. Uh, they have like an uh, most they they say most meals take under forty minutes. That's very true, uh, especially if you have a, a little helper. I'm uh, John, my sous chef. 
Uh, and uh, I want to talk about some of the upcoming meals that you guys can check out. We got the summer vegetable and egg paninis with calabrian, uh, chili, mayonnaise, and caprese salad. What else we got there, Bruce? Soy glazed pork and rice cakes with bok choy and marinated green beans. Mm. And John, what else? Uh, some skillet vegetable chili, love chili with corn. Oh, I do love chili, uh, but I also love it with cornmeal and cheddar drop biscuits. <laughs> and finally, the garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad and roasted purple tomatoes. Sometimes I don't know what it is, and I just close my eyes and I trust Blue Apron because it's always good. Ooh. Never had a bad meal. That is, that's my guarantee to you. Wow, that's my word. I've never eaten anything that we've cooked and went. That wasn't good. Yeah. It's always amazing. So uh, those who spend a lot at restaurants or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. Always good for dates, gentlemen, <laughs> or ladies. Hey, to do yeah, something if you can fun. find me one. <laughs> <laughs> That's our next step. Uh, so each meal comes with step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe cards and pre-portioned ingredients and can be prepared, prepared, uh, can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. So please check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash filmhouse that's f-i-l-m-h-a-u-s you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with blue apron so please do not wait that is blueapron.com slash filmhouse blue apron a better way to cook there you go there we nice. go um i did want to mention uh you brought up the ring mm-hmm. and i gotta say they had one of the best uh marketing campaigns uh which was that they just started out by not showing titles for the movie at all in the the TV spots, mm-hmm. just showing all the freaky footage yep. for yep. about a minute yeah. at yep. three in the morning on Cartoon Network, uh, and that went on for weeks. <laughs> and I stayed up every night because I was like, every night during this same yeah, commercial like, break, is, yeah. this crazy shit plays. Uh, and then finally, it was like the ring, and I, I was very relieved because I thought I was going insane. <laughs> That's exactly um, what or they being wanted. haunted, well, yeah. The story I heard too, if IMDb trivia has taught me anything, <laughs> that everything on there is true. But they would. Uh, this is in the age of VHS is still being a thing. They would. Uh, they had that short, creepy video on a VHS, and they just sort of sent it out to the world. Huh. And people would check and they go, "What the hell was that?" And that was like very early viral marketing. That's what they do with the Paranormal Activity too. It was it was like passed around on a DVD. That's how I got it originally. Really? Yep. Huh. Um, and they're like, you gotta watch this. And I watched it, it fucking freaked me out. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't see it in theaters. That was the, so another my, way to do it. I, we're, I guess we're kind of on the subject of horror right now. I thought Paranormal Activity 1 was okay. It had some genuine scary was, moments. Yeah. I thought I thought the like seeing the hooves, oh, like yeah. footprints is always kind of scary. I, I always, in horror, I always like what you don't see. It is the opposite of that, but uh, it does it very well. Uh, but then Paranormal Activity 3 actually wasn't half bad. Apparently 3 was very good. Yeah. I actually liked it. It takes really? place in I the 80s. Saw, I never saw 3. I have a soft spot for the 80s. There's one part in particular I really like. Uh, it's about a guy, it, like it's a father who's like a stay-at-home editor. And so he jerry-rigs a camera on top of an oscillating fan to create a security camera. Oh, nice. And there's a cool part where it's like, and it's like, it's a good editing technique with a found footage thing. Where it's doing this and like the ghost is getting closer and closer. Uh, well, because it, every time it, it uh, Like Ninja oscillates. Cat? Kind of, but it, well, it's like yeah. so. So there's a person standing here, and then there's like, literally like a ghost with a sheet on it. I don't know why it's doing that, um, but every time it gets close, it's just moving closer and closer <laughs> and closer. And the woman like feels something. She turns around and it just falls. They're like, oh, oh come oh, on. Shit. Oh, but they're, they're like, um, I think there's a part in the beginning too where they're filming themselves like they're trying to make like a sex tape, and then an earthquake hits. 
But then the, the guy is rewatching the footage and he sees that when some of the dust falls, it makes like an outline of a human. Cool. I'm like, that's cool stuff. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And then it gets to some really uh, culty kind of weird stuff at the end, which I was like, yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah. That stuff. Um, but that's I, what, yeah, good. I saw the second one in theaters with a date and I pretended to be much scared or well, so you could hold her hand. I was. Yeah. yeah. Did you hold her hand? Oh yeah. You're like, nice Put job. your hand in this popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice job. There's a snake in there. Oh, no. Um, Did you get a kiss afterwards? Oh, yeah. Got a lot more than a kiss. Stop it. (laughs) Gentlemen, don't kiss and tell, John. Jeez. Uh, I didn't tell. (laughs) Well, we're actually, man, we're actually pretty close to the end here. We can keep talking a little bit about it, but I feel like we've said everything that needs to be said. Yeah, we do. My goal is to get Bruce to see it. I, I really want to see it. Like, like I said, I really want to see it. Last night I was like, should I go see it? No, because I'm scared. Because <laughs> I'm a bitch. I might go see it again. I had almost one of my worst theater experiences. Uh, just, you have terrible theater experiences every time, I'm too. cursed. Uh, what happened? So we went, uh, I want to say we went opening weekend, and the man sitting next to me, no joke, had a flashlight. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, why did he have a flashlight? He was an old man. No. And he's sitting there, and he was very jumpy, like very like oh. he's very animated. Oh, no. Not he wasn't he wasn't he didn't have a problem. He was just very like this always happens to Adam. Oh, like, and there was like <laughs> a movie trailer. A movie trailer happened. He was like, "Ooh, ha, ha. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Was he a clown?" Always, yeah. uh, I felt like it, uh, but he had his like this little, little little flashlight. And at some point, I went, "Hey, do you mind turning that?" He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, no problem." He's like, "So you fucking knew it was on?" What was he doing? With I that? don't know. Was he just sh- maybe he you know maybe he had a disability or something? <laughs> I think it was just hard for him to see stuff. Was he in the disabled seats? Was he no? Oh. Was he aiming it at the screen? Yeah, he's like away, Pennywise away. He's <laughs> very immersed. Uh, I felt bad because I mean he was actually having a good time <laughs> during it, and I was like, is he is this guy okay with these children cursing like this? Because there's a lot of f bombs. Oh yeah. Uh, left and right, which I actually really enjoyed the adult language in the film. I thought yeah. it was handled tastefully. I mean, um, it's just kids talking like kids, which is great. That same thing happened to me. Uh, not an old man with a, a flashlight, flashlight, but like I'd say about 10, 15 minutes into the movie, uh, th- blaring light from my side, and I look over, and just some like girl with a purse turns on her phone flashlight oh. to then walk through the aisle to get to her seat. Interesting. So, that's, yeah. That's so rude. Man. I just don't understand. And by the way, I never have these experiences. Whenever I go to the theater, sometimes I'll have some loud kids or whatever next mm-hmm. to me. I usually just kind of look it over them, and usually they'll calm down, and I enjoy the film. Yeah. <laughs> and then every time <laughs> Adam goes, he's got the worst people next to him. I am forever cursed. You really are. Yeah. I feel bad for you, buddy. Nah, well, I for, feel bad for me. <laughs> for horrors, I really like seeing it with like a like uh, a big audience. Oh, and, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and people who are really engaged with it. So... That's why I went this weekend because I was like, oh, I, I need to go opening weekend no. so that everyone is in the theater and is going to be stoked. But we went to the friggin' Arclight Culver City and everyone just sat there, like legs crossed. <laughs> really? Watching the movie. No one like screaming no one out or anything. No? Yeah. And then uh, oh. my friend went and saw it at the Cinemark and said people were like, Running up and down the aisles <laughs> and Flipping like their every, shit. yeah, everyone was screaming oh, and man, that sucks. yeah. Oh, so I know. you've seen it twice? No, oh, they, oh, my friend, friend went and oh, saw sorry, it at Cinemark and like uh, had I, a great I was half experience. listening because I was remembering there was one point during the movie where someone said something and there was someone in the audience audibly went, "The fuck does that mean?" It's <laughs> 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 like really, we, I, can't, we can't have this level of etiquette where we don't talk at the movie. <laughs> I it's saw, not going to talk back to you. It can't hear you. It's a film. I ended up seeing The Conjuring a while back in theaters because I think it was because uh, like a date wanted to see it. 
was like, all right, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and so we went, and uh, I remember having, there was a, a guy next to me, who every single time something bad, he was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, every time, <laughs> no, fuck. <laughs> like, it was great. I loved it, actually, because it really enhanced, enhanced the movie for me because it wasn't that scary. Uh, like, oh, shit, don't, why, why are you going? And I was like, all right, I like that. I just, I, I like being able to see people get in their seats and sort of like just look uncomfortable. Squirm. Yeah. yeah, yeah I love absolutely. the squirmers. Uh, and yeah, this, th- th- I would say this projector scene is what did it for me. I felt like they showed the whole thing in the trailer, but it goes on and on. Yeah, more yeah, it does. It, very much so. I, I saw. You know what? I just realized. I think maybe the reason I don't want to see horror movies is because I saw Blair Witch Project, opening weekend. Yeah, uh, I think it was '99 is when it came out, and I'd only heard that the movie was found footage. Yeah, I had not heard anything else because really the internet kind of wasn't like it's the hype machine that it is today. Yep. And when I saw, so, so when I was talking with my dad about it, my dad was like, "Have you heard about this thing?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, I've heard about it." He's like, "I don't know if it's real or fake," because he didn't know. And and, I, and so, like, I was like, it's got to be fake, right? It's got to be a movie. So when you go see the movie in theaters, it starts off with this footage was found, blah, blah, blah. Here's the, here are the tapes. And so then you watch it with, like you said, 300 other people yeah. who are flipping their shit. Yep. The, like, the first day it came out. And, and at the end when, you know, when the, the kid's got his back turned and he's standing mm-hmm. in the corner and yeah. then he gets hit in the head. I was like, I was like, I'm never, ever going to another <laughs> horror movie ever again. Well, I'm so just, fucking it's scared. Just like a, it's just like a thump and then it ends. Oh, yeah. God. Gosh, and it was just like, no, there's no resolution. Oh man, it scares the fuck that, out of that me. That was a part. Yeah, I remember. There's a part in that movie where they're running and they're, like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck? And the camera turns real quick, and in your brain you go, you think you see something. What I see, and you realize that they made an entire movie for like under twenty thousand dollars. There's no, yeah. there was nobody there. Like yeah. the, it's like the the crew. Well, the, I guess apparently the way that Blair Witch was shot was, the crew was like, go in, get your cameras, set up a tent. That's it. Yeah. We're gonna do shit to you at night. Yep. So get ready. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And they, were, they didn't tell them what they were going to do. They were just like, have your cameras ready because we're going to come at any point in tonight We're gonna f- and we're going to fuck yeah. with you. I, I remember the, when the whole tent shook. They yeah. were inside and it just... Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they said they had a bunch, <sighs> a bunch of crew members hitting the side of the tent. Yeah. And they didn't know what was happening. Yeah. No well, idea. The, I remember there were people in my high school who were like, you know that movie's real, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, like, absolutely. I don't think they would air a snuff film like that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? Uh, especially since I saw the girl on an interview with Conan the other night. <laughs> I yeah. think they're okay. And then she was like, wait, really? And I, I shattered her world. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I saw it under the perfect circumstances. So. Yeah, 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 no, I, got, I, I remember really, seeing it too. And I, I like, I really for, for a hot moment, I thought, oh, that's pretty real. Yeah. Uh, it does a pretty interesting thing too, sort of grounding it in reality, which is something I like. I like this idea of Pennywise being this ever-present uh, creature. He's uh, he's later described as sort of like an elder god. It's very like Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Like he is as old as existence, and he's just always been here. And it's like he just feeds on your fear. I'm like I love that sort of stuff. They they it's like Death Note. Yeah. That, well, yeah. they kind of they allude to it a little bit uh, towards the end, where they're looking into his eyes, and they call or his mouth is like his like essence or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you see these like they call it the deadlights, and you see it, and it's like. There is like a dimension that he exists in. I'm like that stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So there was a reason for that. Like, because mm-hmm. not knowing the lore, like he just opens up his throat and you see these lights, and it's like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is that? <laughs> the, the, the novel, the novelization describes it as something that basically, when once you look into it, you go crazy. Oh, okay. Like it's very Lovecraftian. That that, that mm. was the thing they used in the the Mountains of Madness, or like he then looked out the window and he saw something so scary. 
he he couldn't talk about it. Yeah, he couldn't even <laughs> describe it. It's like good one, good one, HP. Yeah, because you have to worry about writing <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> uh, but I, I I actually really like that stuff. I like uh, I like the psychological stuff that like ruins you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's like this like I think it's a good it's a good mix of everything. There's so I think there's actually some funny kind of really funny parts in it too. So. I don't know. What do you think, Bruce? You want to go try to see I it? absolutely you want, want to try to see it this it. week? I would like to see it some t- maybe Thursday. Okay. Man, it's like it's I laughed out loud so many times. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's because he's being tickled. Yeah. <laughs> By your date? By myself. Uh. By his date, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, um, I mean, the Star Wars news is that J.J. Abrams is doing episode nine. Yeah. And that the movie got pushed back a few months. To December uh, 2019, I believe. Yep, December. Yeah. It was going to be coming out in May 2019. Now it's December. So That's fine with that. Change your plans. No, I'm totally fine. I think yeah. that uh, as long as I, I, I was one of the only people I knew, even though Force Awakens I knew was a good film, I didn't. I wasn't crazy about it because I it was it was a remake. It was a remake of A New Hope. And it, it, he did a great job with it. It was really good. But it was one of those things. So, like, Regardless, J.J. Abrams will make a good movie. He always does. Yep. He makes good movies. Yep. So I'm excited for it, but at the same time, I hope it's not a remake of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So. Are you excited for eight with? Oh, absolutely. Rian Jansen. I'm a big Rian Jansen I'm, fan. I'm telling you, there's gonna be the, the biggest wizard fight we've ever seen. It's gonna be the biggest. So, All right. So I'm right now the the They're title holder, title holder of wizard fight is Voldemort versus uh, Dumbledore, which is an amazing wizard fight. This is going to be the best wizard fight we've ever oh, seen okay. in any film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snoke versus Luke, Luke, Luke. Luke versus Snoke. Okay. Yeah, that's what's I'm curious. I'm, I'm still holding out that Ray becomes the bad guy. I, I know. Want, yeah. I want I, Kylo Ren to be the good guy. Adam wants them to, to change places, which may. Mm-hmm. I, I think, who knows? Who I just knows? think a, a female Sith is a cool idea. That, it is a cool idea. I've, we I've seen we it in the uh, Knights of the Old Republic stuff. But we haven't seen it in uh, in movies. Never in a film. Yeah. Always. I always played as a female Sith in a sport tour. And what? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yeah, you also Zool. played with your clothes off and <laughs> wore your little sailor hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, God, yeah. I guess we could do a whole podcast on that. Um, I guess a little bit of news. Uh, I don't know when this is going into effect, but uh, Filmhouse will become a weekly show soon. Oh yeah. Um, we have been told uh, that. I guess uh, all the all the sponsors are happy. They want all more. Right. They want more, John. They want us some more. So we actually might be doing more movie news stuff and uh, still reviewing the bad movies. I know John actually had a really good idea, um, trying to get this show to be a bit more produced. Uh, you want us to start reviewing some Airbud films, right? <laughs> Airbuddy's franchise, yeah. <laughs> Aren't there like nine movies? Uh, there are fourteen, I believe. <sighs> Was it Primate? Uh, yeah. Well, there's Airbud one through like six or something, and then there's the Air Buddies series, which there's like seven of those, and then there's uh, MVP most valuable primate, MXP most extreme primate, and then spymate. Spymate. That's what yeah, it where is. He, yes, where he becomes a uh, a spy after winning the X Games. Uh, but I, I, I know you guys enjoy us when we uh, we talk about bad films, so that's not going anywhere. I just I felt like it was a good film and it deserved a. A little bit of praise, and I was hoping to convince my buddy Bruce to go see it. Yeah, I'm, I'd like to go see it. I think. And so now I'm now I think go I'm, right now. I'm more convinced. Let's I, do it. I have to work, but yes. Oh shit! Dang it, darn John! <laughs> you got a job. Anyway, thank you everyone for watching and are listening. Please tell your friends if you enjoy this show. Uh, if you have any suggestions, always let us know. Please uh, leave in the comments, tweet us, whatever you got to do. And uh, thank you, Blue Apron, for sponsoring us. Thank you guys for joining. Of course, always fun to uh, always my fun pleasure. to talk movies. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.